So greetings and salutations. The Two Vegans Radio is on the air again. And uh, with great pleasure, I can say that one of my uh, podcast dreams is coming true since I forever wanted to do a podcast about wrestling, the pop phenomena wrestling. And uh, I'm very happy to have with me at this time, Jimmy, a beautiful, um, and cool. Kevin Mash from <laughs> Two Vegan Lucha. A brand new Jugend that just just been founded some months ago, um, and I'll be very happy to host you to have you on this episode of the podcast because uh, it's, as it's going to be, I think turning out wrestling has so much in common with with uh, Jugend, so we'll work on on discussing that. So first of all, thank you for taking your time and joining the podcast. Um, since ever since I found about out about Two Big Lucha, I was but maybe we'll start with just explaining to the audience what uh, Tubing and Lucha is and what, what, is, what does the name Lucha really mean? Steve, want to start? Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, um, originally we have just, just were just a Facebook page of just Turbo Yugen members that all had just a common interest in wrestling in general. And so it started off with just most of us. And so we decided to come up with a Facebook page of the Wrestling Committee, just a, a little play on the name there. And mainly we'd um, keep each other informed of the news. And the majority of the time, all of us would stay up watching the pay-per-views and we'd all be commenting like kind of live stream commenting on them and so from there really it's um as we started getting the numbers increase and the more of us joining uh, we decided to like open it up into a bigger page and now and then once the fun chapters had started being kind of accepted again we decided it was um you know time to see if we could actually get fully formed a turbo you can lucha okay so but uh, i was i was part of the of the voting process Maybe Jimmy, you can Jimmy, you can chime in. You had uh, several names to choose from. Or why did you guys uh, choose Lucha? What is what does Lucha really mean? Well, Lucha is like for Luchador Wrestling, which is very well known with in the wrestling community and also even just worldwide as a whole. But it's one of those where it just kind of I'm still newish in the community with it, but I'm also a huge wrestling fan so they they reached out and let me in with open arms and i was very excited but lucha being just the luchador wrestling style i uh, it just it's it has a real good pop to it for when you have uh for putting it on a putting it on a cut it'll look good <laughs> but what uh have you been to a lucha event maybe explain to the audience what's how, how, how lucha really works uh who's behind that and Illusion of wrestling, it's like uh, it's a real high flying style where it's they're they're usually they're not the they're not the big wrestlers that you think of like the Hogan's or the Andre the Giants. They're like the Rey Mysterios is Rey Mysterio is like the most famous one. Uh, he would be the person that he could do anything from any spot and just he could be over over on the top of the ropes over here and somehow he's over on the other side of the the arena and it's in a blink of an eye and it's that type of style okay and it, it hails from from mexico right that's 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 where it all yeah that's the predominant and there yeah and there's, so there's some similarities to certain uh japanese styles but yeah that's the mostly the it's uh, the mexican style Okay, and everybody wears masks in Lucha. Is that is that a thing? Is that the thing, or is it Lucha? Is there any Lucha without masks? 
without the, yeah, the... Say, yeah lucha it's um one of the most sacred things to be a lucha wrestler is the whole gimmick is the mask and it's very said that um if, if somebody is either retiring or deaf if the lucha wrestler was to lose their mask or be unmasked in a match they could never wear that mask again so it's it's very it's something to take very very seriously within the lucha community and I mean, it's it's quite historic for lucha wrestlers to uh, be unmasked because they can bring in like big thousands of crowds, like huge thousands of people, depending on the match and style. And there have been rest- there have been ones that have unmasked before and put it back on, but it's normally you know predominantly if you lose your mask, then you you remain unmasked for the rest of your wrestling career. Okay, get, get it. So you uh, at at what when 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 uh, did you find the uh, Fafanti event? Was it uh, this year? Eh? Uh, the Turbo Jugend Lucha. Oh, oh. Um, we've been um, about a good, I'd say just coming up a couple of years now, actually. But it's only just because it's been more, it used to be a semi-private thing, really. But now we've just really, where we've opened it up and now more wrestling's becoming more popular and mainstream due to COVID. And a lot of people have been staying indoors and watching more shows because there's like literally like every day of the week, there's always a show on now. And now where things are starting to open up again and events are being able to be attended. So we thought we'd just open it up to everyone. Everyone else are welcome to join, really. Oh, do you think it's uh, since the, the last pandemic year, do you think... Uh... As you were, I think, meaning and mentioning that uh, staying at home really made people in the within the Jugend uh, find common interests and really also made them found Jugends with a common topic. As you were mentioning, uh, as you were pointing out, the fun, fun, fun Jugends, right? The non, the 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 Jugends with no relation to a certain town or place or country, right? As just personally, I like I've been able to spend more time doing things like talking to other Yuga members that are around the world or not just part of like I'm part of also Turbo Yuga and Akron, not just talking to my my group of people, but just going out and being able to just on the Internet and chatting with people. And then you post one thing in a, like a Turbo Yugen uh, chat group, and then all of a sudden you're invited over. Like, I got invited into Turbo Yugen Lucha. Like, would you be interested in doing this? Like, oh, yes, please. I will uh, I will come and join you immediately. Thank you. And it's so, yeah, with having it be that we've had the time to sit down for a change, not be as busy. And then also, as Steve was saying, uh, the... Uh, the amount of the amount of content that's on and it's on just regular cable. It's not like you have to search it all out. Like there's uh, WWE alone has three shows on a week with NXT. Uh, I mean, even more if you go on the network, but just on the regular cable. And then also AEW being now the new the the new guy coming in there and being like, oh hey, we also have a, we also have an alternative to just the. Yeah, so regular, like the Roman Reigns and all of that type of stuff where people get tired of it, where it's like, okay, we have the Supermen here, but then it's like, then there's AEW where it's like, oh man, that guy just got hit in the head with a chair. Man, that reminds me of the 90s. This is a good time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think also think that the AEW, the new federation, they really pushed, is pushing the sport. Um, what I would like to ask you is, uh, first of all, you wore your names. Uh, do you have wrestling i mean jimmy uh, beautiful 
I wouldn't, I would only come up with Jimmy Garvin. Well, I, it was, it was for when I was in bands, but when I was in, what was it? I guess it was fourth grade. They asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so my answer was, it wasn't that I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I want to be the pro wrestler's manager. So like I wanted to be like the Bobby Heenan or the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. So Jimmy beautiful still carries over into being one of those guys. I feel yes. pretty well. And I will be the guy that's like yelling outside and then hit, then go and grab the ring bell and smack someone over the head with it. And then be like, what? I didn't do anything. And it was also like, at that time it was, I think it was WrestleMania eight was that was the year that like when I was like, Oh, that I had to write that thing. And Mr. Perfect was with, with Ric Flair and they faced and he faced the macho man and, that was also the year I saw the Macho Man face Ric Flair in a steel cage. And that's when I knew wrestling was going to be something I was going to be watching for the rest of my life. Okay. But, <laughs> but for, me, yeah. for, for me, it was WrestleMania one actually in, in, uh, oh, wow. in 82, right? Was it 82? I was, I was a kid and uh, my parents made me stay up. Well, I could stay up. They were partying at home and I, they allowed me to, to, to watch TV. And then all of a sudden wrestling came on. I think it was, no, it wasn't WrestleMania, obviously, but I think Superfly beat a gentleman called Bill Berger, who nobody knows, Mr. Bill Berger, and then I and he hit that top, he hit that top rope rope splash, and so I was hooked as well. Um, yeah. One question: if if you if you're joining to be in Lucha, is it mandatory to have a, a wrestling related name, just like Kevin Mash? Yeah, I would say it's it's more a personal choice, really. It's um, what we did is we took the faction of um, w the NWO, and originally I come up with it along with Anders and good friend Dave Rodders, um, and we came up with the TJWO. Mm-hmm. So, so, which is make, uh, the um, Turbo and World Order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just. Yeah, again, it's just the play on the wrestling factions. We thought we could make it Jugend related, so yes. hence it, we've got yeah. him as Rodney Ramon. I'm Kevin. Na- I'm you know Kevin Mash, and there's, there's plenty of names that out there and factions that we all have as well. I mean, uh, Kato Amico have now got like um, Do. So within the Turbo Jugend Lucha, we've got you know we were making T-shirts, patches, etc. So it's just like it's almost an inside joke within the actual chapter okay. itself. So what would just as in wrestling, and that's a good, actually a really good segue to my next question. You what you're, you're emulating is basically the the, the fractions uh, within wrestling, and you have yeah. some fractions in the yoga, and so to so set up a sort of a, a, a fun rivalry. That's a, that's a really yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah that's yeah yeah. When when we met up at the uh, World Tour of Tag as well, it's like literally we um me and Dave actually pulled out a, a TJWO flag and like mate like we started doing like little promos right there and then. Just yes. as a friendly, and they were like, "Oh, really?" And <laughs> and we would just put, we pulled out this flag. We started repping our t-shirts. We were getting more members to join us. Hence, that's why they then made up their faction. So, you know, it's, so uh, if you know so the wrestling, it's really fun and really interesting to get into that as well. So, so. They, the idea is just as, as in wrestling that the, the, the TJ World Order taking over the Jugend itself, the whole yeah, thing. That's it. Yeah. Yes, one member at a time. And how far um, uh, do you think is uh, being in, a, in, in wrestling with a gimmicky name, with a certain role, with certain character you have? And how far does this really compare to the Jugend with us also choosing, choosing our own warrior names? Uh, is it 
somehow related? Do you think uh, that wrestling and and Jugend has uh, has much in common from the basic idea of having a sort of a parallel universe? Have you thought about that? I'm sorry. Could you say it again? Sorry. Um, um, when you look at wrestling, people um, the people have a, a real life persona and and a, and a in, in ring personality, right? A role, oh, a well, character. So, and it's basically the same thing happens in the Yugan because we all have our regular uh, names, right? And have, we have our warrior names in the Yugan, which is basically the same thing. We, 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 when we're in the Yugan, we're different personas, right? Oh, we have. So, would you think that this is the only thing, or is, is that something that the Tubi Yugan has in common with wrestling in general? Um, I think so. Yeah, because j just like, you know, you would have like, you know, uh, like, like they say with Kayfabe, you've got your character name and Yugen name. So, yeah, whenever, if you know, when I do get a cooter with, uh, you know, Kevin Na uh, Kevin Mash on it, I know instantly I'm going to be playing that character. I'm going to be wearing my TJWO white gear. You know, I'm going to be pulling promos. Do you know, I'm going to be running along and then pull my quad <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and doing different promos and bits. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it's that's the whole thing of beauty of wrestling is like the uh, big overlavish characters and the gimmicks and everything as well. And like you said, I think that definitely does reflect with the people. And there's definitely something as well that like our, our alter egos can be a part of our characters as well. So, I mean, when you look at when you look at Hamburg at the, the meetings, people they also I also also dress up. I put makeup on and everything. And some and everybody, I I I see the tendency that people have their own gimmick going yeah. in a way. Well, what's more over the top than pro wrestling and Turbo Negro? I mean, like you have yeah. to think where we have like the huge personalities. You have the fun, the fun like just camp of it all. And then you also just have like there's it almost feels like there's a whole storyline going along with all of it and just being we all want like pro wrestlers, rock stars, all of that. And what I mean, we're basically we're just giant cartoon rock stars in the turbo you like that's what we all kind of identify at least personally that's how i feel like i'm a denim demon like i'm coming out here and i'm wearing all of it and i'm repping this and it's like yeah and it's more where it's like i'm not going to be full 100 that when i go into the office or something like that yeah better not yeah <laughs> they like me a little bit there at least i can't be too over the top for them but yeah it's it's the big personalities and it just seems to go really well hand in hand that pro wrestling and turbo union and punk rock and all of it just all blends together really well right here into turbo union lucha I think I think so too. I mean, when you when you look at wrestling, and I listen to to others all sorts of podcasts, and quite often lately, maybe even more than than before, I I, I hear all I hear wrestling uh, references all the time from as back in the eighties, the the, the 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 golden era of wrestling, starting with the uh, Hulkamania, uh, the WrestleMania, and then all all the way into the Monday night wars and everything so they constant seemingly they constantly reference wrestling do you also have to oh, what what, what I know, i'm openly asking you what is your your point of view on wrestling as a pop cultural phenomenon well it always has its place if you think about in the 80s everyone knew what hulkamania was and then when i was growing up i it was the 90s time and so then there was like 
the NWO, like the TJ World Order and all of that. It's there, and then Hulk Hogan becoming Hollywood Hogan, Goldberg, all of that going on. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Monday Night Wars, The Undertaker. The Undertaker, I mean, that's just a given. He's known by everyone. Yes. But all of these, there was such a big thing in the 90s. And now all of the people that are in the 90s are my age and are now adults. So we're throwing out these random references that everyone gets because of how big it was at that time. And I, and also being a wrestling fan, you get people say, oh, I used to watch it. So, you know, at some point they knew some of the characters. They might not watch now, but they knew it in like 1996. Mm. <laughs> so everybody can can be like oh do you remember when stone cold steve austin and bret hart had the match and the stone cold passed out or when mankind got thrown off the top of hell in a cell like yeah we everyone can identify with that because at that time the majority of people watching tv are watching one or the other of the monday night wars yes it, it was a big thing back then which really uh back then there was Yeah, there was the internet, but not as 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 well developed as right now. So there was so somehow there were not too many things, not an insane amount of things going on. Right. And this is why everybody focused on it and could really remember everything. Um, what's your um, uh, Steve? I don't know if you were there uh, some years ago at the Welter uh, Jugend Tag. They had a wrestling extravaganza with. Yeah. Some- unfortunately, I wasn't at that one, but I did hear about it. And I would have absolutely loved to have been there myself personally, because I think that could just hand in hand from like the, the hardcore fans like ourselves to just the casual fans. Because yes. I think with, with wrestling, you have you can have it seriously, but then you can have entertainment. And I mean, you know, for I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't pop to hear the YMCA come out? Just someone come out and just wear a denim jacket and <laughs> you know exactly. something. That, It's definitely something that would cater for all of us. Everyone could root for the good guy, boo the bad guy. There's always definitely something in between. What do, um, have you also noticed within the last years? I was in, in Eindhoven at the Speed Fest or yeah, the follow-up uh, event, and they had wrestling going on as well. So they what they what they are mixing is punk rock and wrestling, sort of sort of in Europe at least. I don't know about the about the states if you also have that. What what you what's your take on this? Ro- it's not rock and wrestling, but it's this punk rock. Indie on the, wrestling thing, on the local like local type indie wrestling stuff. There's a lot of crossover. Like I would before I live in Virginia now, but when I was living up in Cleveland, there's a there's a wrestling group called AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling, and they had people like Joey Janela was uh, was with them, and uh, Johnny Gargano was was used to be their trainer, uh, mm-hmm. but they they're. I know some of the guys in it and he was in a great band uh, and like he was in a punk rock band and now he's doing pro wrestling. It's just kind of that crossover on that level where it's like, okay, we can also do blood matches where it's like, Oh, if you were ever in a punk rock band, you probably bled from the head anyways, you might as well uh, do it more safely than how you did it on stage. But there's a lot of crossover when it comes to the, that maybe not on the WWE e-level of like monday night raw but if you're like more like prominent local and independent wrestling circuits you'll get a lot of oh these people are that's like metal punk and all of that type of stuff grindcore whatever you'll get all the crazy people because we're all just crazy rock and rollers that like to do crazy stuff anyways and some people just are 
more athletic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same I, yeah, I would have said, the, yeah, the UK scene itself. I mean, um, one of the biggest companies at the time, Progress, literally was just punk rock wrestling. And it's like the the um, combination of just punk rock and wrestling. Everything was there. It was like the DIY setup at the start, the music that went through it and everything. You know, it was like one of the biggest UK promotions so far. And it definitely had that punk rock vibe and element to it. Is that still going on? Is this thing or has it faded away a bit? Um, progress wrestling at the moment, it's um, due, to the COVID, due to COVID and that at the moment. A lot of it's had to go to virtual. So it's all been a lot of it's been online. And they've only just recently now um, also been added to the uh, WWE network as well now. So just like a lot of the independent scenes, like some of the biggest UK independent ones are now part of WWE. Because, I mean, even though WWE is predominantly American, they do have NXT UK as well. So which has got a lot of the English talent are on there in their own show. Okay, got it. Yeah, maybe maybe in Hamburg we'll, we'll have it at, at a certain point later on. They, they pick this wrestling stuff. If if they do a show with uh, with, with uh, uh, Veltubi, you can talk with wrestling. Would you would you partake as your? Or would you like to work work yourself into a storyline uh, uh, as the Tubi and Lucha? Is that something you would uh, thrive for? Oh, absolutely! I would absolutely. I mean, I would probably wouldn't be able to compete medically, but just to be there, and I, I would absolutely be. I would love to be there, representing the TJWO. That would be like one of the biggest storylines we could pull off easily because I could just we could easily amass lots of people there, make such a storyline throughout the night, and just use other wrestlers and use actual wrestlers as part of it. You know, yeah. I reckon we could, we could easily pull off a huge event with that and host that easily. I reckon. Yeah, that would be a really good call. Um, going back to the to 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 wrestling, wrestling moves. Um, if there's any wrestling move, what, first of all, what's your favorite wrestling move from the like what wrestlers actually perform on their opponent opponents? Do you have a favorite move? Mister. Yeah, mine would. Uh, mine always was the Tombstone Pole Driver. It's uh, like would, it, it looks like one of the most devastating moves, especially if performed wrong as well. But whenever you saw it, as like you say, with Undertaker pulling off that off, just put, hoisting them up, legs in the air, just dropping them down on the head, folding the arms over. It's it's one of the most iconic moves. Jimmy, yeah, that I mean that's always a good one. Uh, first wrestling match I saw, Undertaker and Papa Shango closed it out. That was the first one I ever went to live. It was great. Uh, a good power bomb, always, always a crowd pleaser. Uh, but also considering that the Macho Man Randy Savage was one of my favorites growing up, uh, the elbow off the top rope, always good. I saw him drop it on Ric Flair. Uh, as I said earlier, like I went, that was also the match that I saw. I, I went and saw it at the Richfield Coliseum when I was like eight years old and Macho Man dropped the elbow off the top of a steel cage. On so the flare, and my my little mind exploded. Were you were you there? Did you? Watch yeah, I was mind? at that. Oh one. my god! Yeah, so like my dad took me. We went. The Macho Man dropped the elbow. Oh man, I was I lost it. I lost my mind. I like thirty years later, I was talking about it at some local event. Some guys like I was at that, and we just had like this moment. Some stranger in like this small town baseball field seeing some pro wrestling. And we're like. Oh my God! Yeah, remember when he dropped? Yeah, and then the Undertaker closed it out. We're like, yeah, I know. It was, uh, <laughs> it was 
<laughs> Certainly <laughs> good memory. <laughs> what what is uh, if there's a if you would have to pick a a certain finishing move for Tubi event, meaning like rough and tough and also homoerotic, what would what 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 would the move be really? What is that? What we what be an appropriate move for the two of you going to finish off a race? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the two that I could pick that would definitely be um, I think Jerry Ryan's the um, the dick flip as it's called. Yeah, I was I was thinking <laughs> that same thing. <laughs> the most iconic is literally where he just forces his opponent to grab their crutch, and then just and then just flips them using nothing but the power of his crutch. That, that's definitely you can that's definitely a term you can and the other one would definitely be um the stink face from that's, a, that's a good one. i was thinking also maybe something like the mandible claw since we'd be able to just jam our fingers down that throat really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's also good is that too, too inappropriate for this podcast i'm no, sorry no. I, i'm proud of, i'm i'm proud i'm proud of my explicit status so that's all good <laughs> I mean, I, I would say everything that Bastian Booger did was kind of, and oh, and 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 Adrian, Mister Mister Adrian Adonis. I don't know if you guys are really familiar yeah. with him, but he, he was uh, he he was teaming up with Murdoch in the in the early eighties as, yeah. as a as a what was it North South connection or was it East West? I think East West because Adonis was from New York and he turned he took over that that uh, that. Um, homosexual uh, gimmick right with adorable adrian which i to this day is the favorite my favorite gimmick gimmick ever <laughs> and basically everything he did was super gay and, and, and super appealing <laughs> yeah i think that we um it was uh, it was also the same for the uk scene as well because it was very like frowned upon and we had um gorgeous george i know not I macho man's uh, manager but the actual gorgeous george is in english wrestler and he would come out and he would come out in not almost like rick flair the biggest beautiful robe he'd have the blonde locks and he would literally ask them to perfume the mat as he would come in oh, and, that works for me <laughs> <laughs> well great um so uh, yeah i think we've wrapped it up pretty well uh we um Maybe the audience wants to know. Uh, like I, I could think of that. How can, how can you join? How can you guys or how can other, other interested in, in the people join the uh, Tobigan Lucha? How's the, what's that process behind that? As far as I know, it's just the same way as normal via the tvugan.net. They can apply from that way, and we do also have the Facebook page as well, which can be found which we gladly would post up for people to find, which would be Turbo Yugen Lucha, and we'd accept any invites. And I think that's open at the moment for anyone that's with I, a wrestling background to join. And it's fun to just chat on it. And you get to also, when you go to events, you get to post pictures and all your friends are, all your all your friends that are not dead, huh? <laughs> but uh, they get to see all of it. And uh, yeah, like you just, a lot of good, funny wrestling memes which always is a good time so definitely go and check out turbo you can lucha on the facebook but the, but the basic idea is that you are you you you're joining to be lucha after you are a member of another chapter right so it's a it's is it an additional or can somebody just join to vegan lucha from scratch without no prior relation to to vegan 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of people that have joined primarily. You know, we I'm president of my own chapter. We've got other ones from other chapters. But I mean, if somebody would wanted to come and join from scratch, really or nothing to straight into doing new lucha, if you know, if there was an interest in the wrestling and that, we're not saying we're not going to ban people that you haven't got interest in wrestling to know. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but we, you know, the more the merrier. Cool. All right, guys. So thank you for your time. Thank you for explaining to the world uh, the uh, parallel universe of uh, wrestling. So there are certainly uh, lots of stuff to learn from you guys. Um, yeah. So I think uh, we'll just look uh, forward to the next uh, uh, events where we can meet in person. I would love to have wrestling part um, as one of the next belt to be you can talk a um, schedule, so to say. Maybe they have it on the agenda again. And uh, yeah, we'll talk uh, again soon if you feel like it. Um, yeah, we'll definitely. post all the all the respective links below the in the Two Vegans Radio Facebook um, uh, profile. So you can, uh, we'll post your you again. We'll post some wrestling videos and maybe some wrestling related music. Right, dudes. Thank you so much. Have a nice one and keep pile driving each other. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you very much. This did uh, this time uh, from Tubigan St. Pauli, and I'm really trying my best to pronounce the name very right. Ascalator. Pretty well. From Tubigan St. Pauli. Um, I uh, uh, decided to call you because, um, as we all know, the Welt Tubigan Tage are not, as such, are not taking place in Hamburg this summer. And I'm always curious, and I think the audience out there is curious as well to just to get a, a glimpse on, on what might happen um, next year. And since you are a part of the, of the organizing committee, you'll probably be able to, to give at least a few hints uh, as far as ne uh, next year are concerned. And maybe at the end, a little bit of a shimmer of, uh, of, uh, of recent hope. I will try to and tell what is already possible to tell, which is not that much, but at least pretty positive. Yeah. So, okay, uh, hit us up. Uh, what uh, are the activities behind the scenes right now in St. Pauli uh, as far as the belt to be can target next year are concerned? Now, we have to struggle with uh, two topics. Topic number one is, of course, um, the coronavirus, um, which is the same problem uh, all over the world. And uh, on second, we have the problems with the venue since the uh, Große Freiheit. Um, I yeah, started to post pretty right-wing stuff and um, yeah, it's now in a corner and all the booking agencies uh, stopped to work with them. Also, we did. Um, and therefore, the, the venue is not vacant for, for the upcoming years. At least, um, if there is an owner challenge in the, in the future, maybe there is a chance again. But for now, um, the location is dead. 
Okay, so uh, große Freiheit, it means uh, how many people fill in the große Freiheit? A thousand? Two thousand? No, it's more, I guess it's about one and a half, one point mm -hmm. six thousand. Yeah, and the second um, huge venue on St. Pauli, the docks, is the same owner as the große Freiheit, so the venue is dead as well. And this is the major problem, um, yeah, the scene got in Hamburg for now. Okay, so we are looking at the new, uh, you guys are looking at the new venue for next year, but it does also mean that you guys are already working on it for next year. We are working uh, very frequently on it, um, and we're pretty deep in it as well, and also our partners are um, working very, very often and hard on it. Um, the partners so they don't work just for this event. They got a lot of events as, uh, besides and the entire tours. So, um, yeah, we're not done number one, but our partners are in charge as well. And this, this is good. Okay, but um, we can... There are some, some, some possibilities about the venues um, where we can um, start the gathering. But for now, nothing is signed. And due to this, we can't announce anything. Okay, but uh, we can I can we can announce that at least there are positive feelings and there's the absolute will to do it again next uh, next year. Indeed. But depending on the known circumstances, there's there's lots of of things that have to fall right in order to to make it happen. Correct, and uh, the entire situation is very dynamic. We don't know what happens in one or two months, so it makes no sense to announce anything which you can't promise. Um, and therefore, it's just the rough overview currently. Okay. So, um, at one, at what point? What do you think? At what? Uh, when uh, are you? Will you be able to draw out the first details of the event next year? We hope to be in charge uh, in fall time. Um, when it's in fall time, this is again up to this. Uh, uh, situation coming up, but yeah, I guess full time should be pretty positive to do mm. so. When when looking at this uh, at certain date, are you guys because uh, the well to be have have all have always taken place on a certain weekend? Uh, is is that also a thing you can announce right now? Or yeah, we hope to to keep the the thing going like in the past years. Mm -hmm. um, but again, due to the situation, we can't announce a date yet because there are tours from two years now in one year and anything which is possible to book is um, usually already booked. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, as long as nothing is signed, we can't say anything. It's also about the money from our partner side. So we have to do what they want. and. It's absolutely okay, in my opinion. Okay, so uh, when when the fall year when you'll be able to announce it, uh, this would be the, the what would your recommendation be for the people? Should they then first of all book uh, reserve a hotel, not which they can also cancel at some later point? I I'm I can't see in the future, so. Um, I would say just act like in the in the last years when you've been to Hamburg, um, since the idea is to keep the things going as we already know the World Tour Young days. Oh, okay. So what I would do personally, I would just try to book a hotel room, but make but always make sure you could cancel it um, 
as soon as you arrive, uh, announce the date. Yeah, because definitely you don't need to be a magician to do, to act like this, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so that is next year. So not too much to say really, other than there's a there's a uh, an an absolute uh, need and absolute uh, you guys want to put it on, but still so many factors with the whole issue that uh, we we have to look at in a later conversation in the fall. But what? Okay. So that's next year. But then this year, um, there is no official Weltsubjugentage. Probably people will still come to to Hamburg as long as you can travel. I've heard people going there. And as I as you were telling me beforehand, uh, there's also something actually taking place there. Indeed, yeah. Um, I got a side project with uh, also Zubi from uh, Tobi Jung, St. Pauli and three other friends. And we started in the um, in the beginning of the year when the lockdown was pretty tight um, to to start streaming shows from a venue called Knust, which is also here in Hamburg. Um, and this turned out pretty well. Um, so it was an interactive, uh, yeah, way to to have some some um, subculture things and not the the highlight movies on TV. Um, and this, or the, the result therefore was um, that we were asked to to organize a festival or an open air. And it turns out that it is exactly the same uh, weekend as the Turbo Jugend Days this year were, uh, were, or not, were announced already. Hey. Um, so it was an idea to to get the things together just like we know there are some some people in town we know which kind of music they like we know there is a lot of subculture in and uh, Pauli, and this fits together so just mix it up and have a good time it will be two days it will be streamed for free for all the people who would love to attend but are not able to um the entire shows are streamed. Um, there are some interviews with the bands, um, and maybe also with the audience. We have to see how the restrictions are, but we are willing to have a really good time then. Okay, so we're looking at Friday, the thirtieth of July, and Saturday, the <clears throat> excuse me, the thirty-first of uh, July, with two uh, two days with concerts. Uh, uh, People are probably eager to know what bands will be playing. Uh, is, the, is the lineup, I would suppose the lineup is almost set or has to be set? Yeah, the lineup is set. It's free uh, acts per day. Um, this is also due to some restrictions we have. It was our, um, back in the days, it was planned as one day with more bands, but so we have, we have to split. Um, those are all German bands, which is also, of course, due to the pandemic. Um, and the most of them are also from the Hamburg area to yeah, support the scene in here because if you don't have a scene, you can't start anything. Mm -hmm. So on Friday, um, it's a band from Hamburg called Gallo Society. It's, I would say, yeah, Ramones like one, two, three, four, a well known program. Um, Narcoleptic, they're more known also as. They're also from Hamburg, but they're also touring in Asia, so not that small. It's, I would say, California surf punk. And the last one, 
Um, it's a bit special. They are called Kochkraft durch KMA, pretty German. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and this is um, pretty tight electropunk. Um, but it works out just perfect. If you don't know them, just check them out. Mm -hmm. um, and on the second day, um, it's also a band from Hamburg. It's also a Tube Jugend band. It's called Blast Bomb, uh, with straight rock and roll, I would say. Um, what you what you get is in it? Which you get? Uh, it's Tube Jugend M's Horn. Okay. So Hamburg. Um, the next one is uh, Surface. They're also from Hamburg. This is uh, also a Tourjugend band. I guess also the same chapter I'm song. Um, and yeah, it's Scarpunk. And the the last act of the third day is Velsinestra from Berlin. Not that easy to describe. I would say it's a mix from the Bronx, Refuse, maybe Turbo Necro, a lot of booze in, and this is the result. Pretty powerful. So check them out. They also work out, uh, they also use German lyrics, but they work out international as well, in my opinion. Okay, cool. So we're looking at uh, six bands in two days. Indeed. Uh, where's the whole thing going to be taking place? This is taking place on the skating area, which is uh, located in Planten and Blom, the park where the mini, uh, mini golf tournament is also taking place. And um, it's a well-known stage. If you have to be in be in Hamburg for the um, famous Harbor, Harbor birthday, this is the Jolly Roger stage. So it's, uh, I guess, 10 meters wide, mm -hmm. which is not that small. Um, and the entire open air is suited for 500, 500 persons. Oh, okay, how can people get the tickets? Uh, on uh, ticks for gigs or um, if you check the Facebook events, I guess um, the World Tour Young Days are also a host. So just follow the event um, and there is a ticket link also. Mm -hmm. But just for the record, it's uh, th th this is not the uh, World Tour Young Target on short notice. This is a different event. This is a this is a different event, correct? And yeah, we're just mixing up things together, just also due to the chance we have to. Mm -hmm. um, and it suits for yeah, for us, for the for the rest of the people who show up. And yeah, will be good good weekend, I guess. Yeah. So if there are any German Jugends out there who were not able to to cancel the hotel uh, in Hamburg, you there's something actually you can actually do. And go and, and, and go there. So it's it's uh, six concerts on two days in Planten and Blom, and you you guys are all familiar with that. So very happy to um, to hear that um, today it's in Pauli and you guys are, are setting something up even on sh on, on short notice. Uh, At least something is happening, and the people are all, uh, were also were all the time yelling for for live shows. Now there is a chance to have live shows, so go and support the things. If it's not in Hamburg, it's taking place anywhere. But the scene is uh, yeah, pretty major problems after or in this pandemic. So if mm -hmm. you love concerts, support the scene. Spend some money on good music. Yes. All right. So um, this was what this was my pizza, so fits perfectly. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you for your time. Um, thank you for updating us. Thank you for setting up this event in Platon uh, Blom this summer. Uh, I'll make I'll be making sure we're gonna be meeting um, or talking in the fall as soon as anything is official. So Correct. you'll be getting yes. an, another call. 
until, until then, enjoy your pizza, enjoy the summer, and enjoy oh, well. the, the, the mini festival. Same to you. All the best. Cheers to you guys. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. So yeah, another episode of Tube Jugend Radio is in the box. We learned about uh, the Tube Jugend Lucha and wrestling in general. And we learned about uh, the organization of next year's Welt Tube Jugendtage in Hamburg and an upcoming event uh, within the next days in Hamburg for mostly the Tube Jugends in Hamburg or at least in Europe. So that was good. And uh, I'm finishing up this episode uh, with a tribute to... Uh, well, wrestling as such, tribute to the Ramones. Um, you, one of the lesser, um, publicly known tracks, I would say, by the, the one, the only, the Ramones, uh, of their last, um, studio album, Adios, uh, Amigos, um, a song called The Crusher, performed not by, um, Joey Ramone, but by CJ Ramone, who's, by the way, still, um, active. And still doing the do, still on tour, and uh, I've seen him uh, various times. And is, I can only really strongly recommend uh, go go see CJ Ramon because he's still very, yeah, so- somehow very capable of uh, transporting that uh, Ramon's musical feel that uh, that the band itself had, and he still has it. And he plays the the song "The Crusher," which is a reference to a wrestler in the Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, so I choose this this rather uh, unknown song by the Ramones as this week's Cream Puff. Um, kudos again to my guests of this episode who were able to join me with uh, all the information and all the discussion about uh, the various uh, Jugend-related topics. If you guys, some housekeeping at the end, feel like uh, having um, uh, something in mind to contribute to the podcast, some topic you want to really discuss with yours truly just uh, head up uh, to facebook look for jebesta tubejugend sengerknaben wien go to the tubejugend radio facebook page to that group hit me up and we'll find a way of getting you onto the podcast so let's have fun with the ramones let's have fun with the crusher performed by the one the only cj ramon mm-hmm.